king in it. Rule your own world. We're going in, dear boys. Get puppy. And that was Bohemian Rhapsody by the legends at Queen. <laughs> you know why I played you that song, Craig? Why? Because Freddie Mercury's parents were Indian. Were they? Which brings us on to our India series. <laughs> Are you excited it, to be here? I am. It only took us a year yeah. to get this going. It's quali- quality over quantity, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're brand new to our podcast, my name's Craig, and this little fruit yoghurt is Captain Bannister, a.k.a. Amy. Um, I will say now that I don't like to mix fruit with dessert. <laughs> if, we, if we ever go and come down with me and someone gives me, like, a chocolate cake with cherries in it or something, not for me. I'm not. I'm just not going to have that. I flip the table. <laughs> but I'm oh, honestly, I, I can't wait for this podcast. I don't know why it's taking us so long, because I'm so excited. And I'm just going to throw it out there now. Go on, then. India's my favourite country. Really? I swear to God. Ah. Uh, the, how it makes me feel when we talk about it and how we did it and just the experiences we had when we were there. I flipping love it. Really? It's yes, your favourite country? it's my favourite country. I think it's taken over Iceland, you know? Really? I can't wait That's to go back, Craig. I can't wait. I mean, can we swear? I've forgotten. Can we swear? You can swear if you want. Like, you yeah. fucked us up when we were there big time, <laughs> didn't it? We were well, battered. That's why it's not in my top countries because i watch yourself got so ill in india like so many times but it was worth it, one, it was good it yeah was but it was like <laughs> such a hard journey it was like so so if you don't know if you haven't seen our series and you've just found this podcast we went to india and we decided to buy our own rickshaw and drive it from delhi all the way to kerala Yes, we did. That was the whole country. And uh, one of my facts of the day, India is the seventh largest country in the world. And we decided to take it on via tuk-tuk. So um, we did that in January 2019. FYI. So um, I think the reason we haven't done this podcast is because I, I, I've only just got over it, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, are you like mentally stable enough to talk about this right now? <laughs> I think I'm all right now. If Craig cries, don't worry, I'll just take over. Because you usually lead these podcasts, don't you? I do, yeah. So so the the outline of this podcast is going to be, um, we're going to talk about things that we didn't film, our just general experiences and, and the madness of India. Oh, I hope we can, <laughs> I hope we can portray the madness in our lingo, honestly, because it was insane. Yeah, it was. Um, and this is the first trip I've ever kept a diary every single day. Well, there was a few days that I missed when I was like too ill to write. We'll talk about that later on. <laughs> so I've got diary extracts, which are like there and then, which is going to be really helpful to, to, gold dust, <laughs> isn't it? to retell the story. So let's start from the beginning. So we ended up flying into New Delhi. Not sure why. I don't know. I just think we, we had a goal. We were like, right, we need a new challenge. What are we going to do? India has to be done. How are we going to travel it? What is the main like mode of transport over there? Rickshaw. That's Mm. what they call them. So if you don't know what a rickshaw is, it's basically you know a tuk tuk, like an auto, um, like a. How how would you describe it? 
Uh, it's a three-wheeled vehicle with a petrol engine and... And um, a little roof. And a tiny roof. It's uh, like a cake tin on wheels. As they say, yes. So I think why we wanted to fly into the north was because it was like an A to B. We'll go from the north to the south and that's our challenge, right? Right. Right. So yeah, so we flew into New Delhi and in hindsight, if you're going to do this, go to India and buy a rickshaw, fly to the south because you can pick them up there super easy. Yes. So us being thinking we're like well-traveled people Mm. and we were like, right, we're ready for India. We're prepared for this. How long did we have? For what? For this travel. So we had eight weeks altogether. So we were we were hoping to get a rickshaw within the first few days. Lol. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> uh, ended up taking three weeks. Um, so we spent three weeks in Delhi, which was probably the, the most mental part of the trip. I think it was. We got off to a cracking start, Craig, <laughs> didn't we? Um, <laughs> we, we? We learned what India is all about in those three weeks. Yes, we did fully. And uh, FYI, new little fact, Delhi is the most populated city in the world. Is it actually? Yeah. Yes, you cannot believe there's 23.3 million people living in Delhi alone. Is that true? I thought it was Tokyo. No, it's Delhi, mate. No way. Mad scenes. So when you go there, you're, you're hit with heat, with spice, with people. Like, there's no sort of, like, spatial awareness. And because I'm kind of, like, blonde and white and there was a lot of eyes, mm. which is quite intimidating. And I was thinking, oh, bloody hell. But all you got to do is smile. You smile at them and they will smile right back. So it's absolutely fine. But, yeah, it was on top, wasn't it? It was on top. So so we basically, we, we get to the hostel and I think we had a bit of jet lag. And so we go out for our first little wander around the streets got scammed in the first five minutes <laughs> went to buy some little scones little sweet little biscuits charges four times the price yeah how did we find out that he did we went up the road and asked his mate and he he he, he gave us the price because we'd already bought them mm. oh. and he was like how much do you pay and he was like oh they should have been 25 yeah really cheap so we we spent 100 rupee on some little sweet biscuits when they should have been 25 how much is 100 rupee rupee that's a good question Okay, you do that. Get back to me. But yeah, as soon as you go outside of the hostel, the noise is incredible. Like, it just seems like you're in like a really busy market all the time and there's like a roof on it and it's so loud. And Craig suffers with tinnitus. I don't know if anybody has that at home, but like he he has like ringing in his ears because he's not used to... He obviously wore his his headphones like too loud (laughs) as a child. Yeah, I think I did. So, um, um, yeah, you had to wear, like, little eggs in your ears, didn't you? Yeah, so basically, with with this tinnitus I've got, if you're in, like, if you're exposed to loud noises, it, it, the ringing in the evening is ten times worse. Mm-hmm. And day one, I forgot to take... I've got these little things called eggs that go in my ears, and it reduces the noise, and I forgot to wear them. So on day one, it was just, like, trucks beeping right next to your ear. Yeah. Everybody beeps in India. Doesn't It's not like an aggressive thing. It's just I'm coming through. Yeah, it's it's a, it's quite the opposite, actually. It's courtesy to beep. Yeah. So people know you're there. So there's like mad. shouting and there's cows mooing and there's people screaming. <laughs> so like the, the first evening we got back to the hotel room and I was just dying. I, my ears were just squealing like I'd been to a rave, stood mm. next to a speaker. I was like, I can't do this. Um, but yeah, luckily those eggs saved my life. Yeah. So what was our first like big 
funny like problem that we had. So what does your diary say then, Liv? So the first thing was the scam. And then um, day two, we actually went to the showroom to have a look at the rickshaws. Yeah, so let's break this down a little bit. Right, so we've got a friend. We did the Mongol Rally. I don't know if we've ever mentioned that we did the Mongol <laughs> Rally. Um, and our friend Rob, who came on that with us, he's got a friend um, who's got a boyfriend who lives in India. He put us up, which was lovely of him because we ended up staying for three weeks. And although India's really cheap, you know, we didn't end up paying for that, which was fab. So we used him because he spoke full English um, and he had like men that work with him who he would send with us to go and find this rickshaw. He was like, guys, I'll do anything for you. No problem. You just let me know where you want to go. You know, I've got people here and there. We can take you places. And we were like, flipping heck, this is, we are winning. We're going to get a rickshaw in five seconds. Like, mm. no problem. So where was the first place we went, Craig? So before we carry on, we probably shouldn't mention anybody's names who helped us out, just in case, because there's some stories that I'm going to tell later on that are mental. <laughs> and we probably shouldn't have been told. Um, so, yeah, maybe we won't say who the people are. <laughs> <laughs> right, go ahead. This is just like became the norm in India, just all this mad stuff. So the first place we went to was an actual rickshaw showroom. So they were like, right, these two Westerners are here. Let's just take him to first class rickshaws. Yeah. Two grand a pop. Yeah. Two thousand pound. We were like, um, they're a bit new for us. We're looking at paying about three, four hundred pounds. And he just looked at us sideways. But this was about two hours outside of Delhi. So we were yeah. in the car for a long time thinking, where are we going? Like the, the guys we were sent with, they weren't full English. They were just like maybe twenty five percent English. Yeah. So um so it was tough and it was always just like it turned out to be just, you just had to trust them. You just had to go where they were going and just hope for the best. Yeah. But when we got there, we just fell in love with them all because they all looked so shiny and brand new. And we were like, oh, listen, we have a budget. And there was that black old one there, wasn't there? Yeah. He was like 800 pounds. I was thinking, you are having a laugh, mate. It's not worth, that's not worth 25 quid. <laughs> um, so yeah, we didn't take anything that time, did we? We didn't because we, we were being a little bit naive. Um, so... We found out later on that when you're buying a rickshaw in Delhi, they're all registered as taxis. There's no commercial. They're all no, commercial. they're all commercial. There's no private Del- uh, rickshaws in Delhi. Yeah. So we set ourselves up to fail straight away. Yeah. So the only way we could have done it was buy a brand new one. Um, so yeah, we went to the showroom. We were like, nah, we could do better than this. Let's go yeah. and get our own one. First day, you know, we want a second hand. We were, we were looking at something cheaper. Four days go by. Not a lot happens, really. We we go and see a few fellas about a few rickshaws. We get promised this, that, and the other. So we're a little bit stressed out. So Amy's like, I want to go and get a massage. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm always down for a massage. Let's go and find the parlour. So we're walking down the street. We see a little sign. We go up these stairs and we go into this little reception. Um, Woman was nice as pie. Asking me all kinds, telling us we're a beautiful couple, everything. I was like, this is going to be sick. Cheap as chips. We did barter, didn't we, to get it down. I think it was like £25 per person. We were like, what? Do you know how much we pay in barley? So I think we got it for about £12, didn't we? Yeah, we still got ripped off. Yeah. Um, So here is the first diary extract that I'm going to read out for you. Oh, okay. Went for a massage, got molested. Oh! (laughs) Now... 
we're laughing, but like the more I think about it, the more it's not that funny. Yeah, it was scary. Like yeah. it was such a weird experience, and like I feel, I don't know. Are you okay? Are you okay to talk about? I'm this? okay, but like it's, this, this happens a lot, and it happens mainly to females. And and the way I felt, I can kind of understand it because it, it was so awkward. So basically. I'll read this out Paint to you. Paint the picture. What did the salon look like? The room was cold and blue and had a plastic-wrapped Hello Kitty mattress <laughs> with a wet towel on the bed. I got asked if I wanted a bum massage for five quid. <laughs> but I thought she said, good massage? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, 500 rupees. And I was like, uh, what? So I said no. Then she kept catching my balls. Oh, no. Crying. And then ask if I wanted any special services. Cheeky bitch. Um, spent £30. Amy loved it. I felt violated. Sent Omar £200 for a rickshaw deposit. Still no rickshaw. What a day. So... <laughs> so so we walked in, right, and everything was dark. And they had those, like, little neon lights, you know. It, it looked sexual, didn't it? We should have clicked on, should have really, clicked, But yeah. we had no idea. I went in with a woman and yeah, when we were sat in the reception and you got taken in first, the woman was going, oh, you don't mind him having a lady um, masseuse. Mm. And I was like, no, like, and she was like, oh, you're very trusting. I was like, yeah, like it should be fine. No. So then I went in and my my lady was lovely. Um, Nothing happened there. She did did ask me if, yeah, if, if she wanted to massage my boobs. Did I have that done or not? You said you did. Did yeah. I? Okay. You said it was lovely. Yeah, they tried it in Bali one time and I, I thought it was quite nice. But, you know, I didn't pay any extra. So <laughs> does that mean I was violated? <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, they were dodgy. Then they have like really weird like corner baths. But it was just so dark in there. It was so dark and it was so seedy and it just felt minging. So they basically <laughs> give you... She gave Hang me... on, I remember... <laughs> The woman came in, she goes, oh, your husband is shouting. And I was like, oh my God, what? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, let me put my clothes back on and go out. Like, I didn't know what on earth was happening. Well, all kinds are going through my head. So basically, <laughs> I went in there, she gave me these little see-through pants. And there was, the only towel in the room was like this crusty one in the corner. Lovely. So I was like, I obviously can't use that. So I asked for a towel and she was like, why? And I was like, because I've got see-through pants on, love, that's why. So I put the towel on, lay on the, the plastic mattress Hello Kitty bed. Yeah. She comes in, whips the towel straight off. <laughs> so I'm, I'm stark as she can see everything in these see-through pants. Oh, goodness. And then, yeah, so so I, basically I told her to stop. like, And then I told her to stop again because she did it again. And, and then it got to a point where I was like, right, let's stop this whole massage because this is just too much. And I was like, this isn't what I'm paying for. Yeah. Uh, and then when I left, I was in the reception this guy, I don't know why, all kinds are going through my head because I didn't know where you had gone. Yeah, because we were in separate rooms. We were in separate rooms and this guy came out of the kitchen with this huge like knife and walked into the massage place and I was freaking out. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. Um, and the woman was like in the reception. She's like, you okay? I was like, no, absolutely not. She was like, why? I was like, and I just shook my head because I was, on, you know. It was horrible. It was a horrible experience. But you came out. You're like, oh, that was lovely. You were nice and relaxed. I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. I saw his face and I was like, something's wrong here. Like, what's the matter? Like, and why was he shouting? <laughs> but yeah, um, we just left pronto, didn't we really? Yeah, never again. So that was a great Indian massage experience. Day two. <laughs> Day four, that was. Day four. Um, funny fact for you here, just to lighten the mood after the molestation. Yeah. 
Um, if you run over a person in in this is in Nepal, so it's it's close close to India, but it's an interesting fact. Righto. Go on. If you run over a person in Nepal, you get a few years in jail. But if you run over and kill a cow, you get the death penalty. Is that true? That's true. Yeah. Like I know that cows are sacred in India mm. and obviously surrounding areas, but that's mad. Can we just talk about the cows in India? Of course, of course. There's cows everywhere. They smell like shit. <laughs> They're really smelly. Like, imagine like you go into like a, a capital city like Cardiff or London, and and you're walking down like a, a shopping street, for Oxford example, Circus. Oxford Circus. And imagine there being 20 cows just walking around, <laughs> doing whatever they want. Like yeah. poking their heads in the shops, like licking plates. And, and they will ram you. And they'll ram you. If you're in the way. I think they know, like, their, their status in, in life. So they're just like, bitch, get out of my way. <laughs> and they will, like, proper headbutt you. But they're beautiful, aren't they? And most of them are decorated and they've got things hanging from their horns if they've got them. And it's such a fantastic bit of culture. I would love that. I would love that. It's a shame we don't treat our animals like that in this country. I know. What else you got for me then, Holmes? All right, so I'll just read, like, this is day six, so just general vibe. Um, Today was a nothing day. Woke up and spoke to Omar, who sent us photos of a rickshaw that was 12 years old in Jaisalma, which is like an eight-hour drive away, and he was asking for £1,200 for it. So, did we figure out that anything over, was it 12 years or 15 years was illegal to drive? Yeah, so we're trying to sell us a legal rickshaw. Yeah. Madness. Funny scene. Guy swapped his one mirror to the other side of his rickshaw when he changed direction. So we only had one. He's obviously hit the other one off. So every time he wanted to go around the corner, he'd take the mirror off and stick it on the other side of it. Oh, so funny. But yeah, I mean, I can't stress how many times we were taken away to go and see a rickshaw. Like, we went, we went and seen one... Um, like maybe like an hour away, it was no good. We, you know, we were taking up the road and some guy was like, yes, we can order you one. And we were like, cool, let's do that. And then nothing the next day, you know. And they say to you, you say, oh, okay, when can this be ready? Or when can we come and see it? And they go, um, give me time. And then they say, maybe one hour. And then you think, all right, so we learned that one hour is going to be about four hours. And if they say, um, maybe this evening, you're not looking at that day. You're going to go the next day or... It was it was tough, wasn't it? Mm. Living on Indian time, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we had eight weeks to get down this full country in a rickshaw. We needed to get one as soon as possible, which didn't help the sort of frustration and stress of it all, did it? No. I've actually got a note on my diary here about Indian time. It says, lesson number one in India, 10 to 15 minutes equals one hour. Three to four years old, like talking about rickshaws, equals 15 years old. Yeah. One to two days means it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> we learned that the hard way, didn't we? We did. So seven days in now, this is, we, we've been there for a solid week. Nothing's happened. And we were getting so frustrated. We hadn't really seen any of India because we, we wanted to get the rickshaw and go, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. So we were like, let's take a day off and go to Old Delhi. Yeah. Which was class, wasn't it? Class. Oh, there's nothing like it, is there? It was just mad. Like, I've never, literally never seen anything like it. So try and, like, think about it. Like, you're walking down a street. The street's been blocked off because there's just so many markets in the middle of it. There's, like, people everywhere. There's um, wires, like, hanging down that could nearly touch your head from all these poles, you know, electrical wires. And there's monkeys on those wires and people selling chai and making chai on the floor, you know, just 
sat like squatting down and oh, that, the first chai that I tried oh my god unbelievable mm. like blow your head off you can tell it's got like so much sugar in it but it was amazing yeah and then all these like pashminas and just like colorful cloths and and materials oh it's just a sight in it it is really so, beautiful this is the little extract that I wrote because it was just fascinating how mad it was so today we finally went out and about and explored old Delhi I haven't been anywhere like it in my life. There's food, chai, dogs, monkeys, people, rickshaws, cars, wires, spices, clothes, potholes, shit, roadblocks, signs, and alleyways everywhere. It is utter chaos, totally disorientating, but fully captivating. There's endless stories, eyes, smiles, stares, and frowns, a a thousand smells, some nostalgic and delicious, and some utterly damaging and repulsive. We ate lunch for 90p, sat on the rooftop of the old spice market for ages and just smiled at each other in utter disbelief and amazement that we were in India. Yeah, that is nice. You've got a lovely way of writing, babes. Thanks, babes. You're very intelligent. <laughs> but it was just crazy because that was our first like dip into, right, this is what this country is like. And yeah. it was just like, we kind of been on the commercial street in Delhi, hadn't we? Yeah, we needed to take a step back and really see India, you know? Yeah. I think we went from being at home and obviously getting stuff done there and then and then coming to India and dealing with the frustration of waiting. And... It was so out of our hands. That was the most frustrating yeah. thing, you know? It was a killer, wasn't it? Yeah. I never. I, I at one point thought, we're not going to do this. Like, we're never going to do it. And you know, when we set ourselves a task or a challenge, like, we have to do it. And we do do it always. Like with the bus, you know, we had six and a half weeks to renovate the bus and we did it. And it was mental and stressful, but, you know, there's no way King and it will fail if we put our minds to something. Yeah. Yeah. And that was... Just have to spend a bit more money <laughs> that we don't have. So so one of the fellas that was helping us out from the hostel... What was his name? Oh, no, we can't. We can't say his just, name. Just pretend his name's Sam. Sam. So Sam was a was a amazing character. He was He mumbled quite a lot, so you couldn't always understand what he was saying. Um, Describe him. Describe his, his look, his character. So he's kind of a short fella, quite stocky, covered in gold, drip drip, like yes, proper Indian gangster. Rings, necklaces. Yeah, he was. He was a boy, wasn't he? He was great. So he was helping us loads. He was driving us all over the shop. And there's a thing in India where they treat foreigners like gods this is what they told us mm. so if you're a visitor they they like want to really help you out don't they yeah it, the hospitality is a hundred percent in there so i don't know if you remember this um but um it was valentine's day yes i remember <laughs> and so sam came with us to get a rickshaw bearing cause... in mind he'd been with us a lot you know taking us to so many places like we, we were with him a lot weren't we mm. So, and so it's not surprising this happened, to be honest. And so we, we were there with him. We went to get his rickshaw and he was supposed to be meeting his girlfriend. Um, and so we, when we ended up driving all the way back to Delhi, he was having a massive row on the phone with her. Oh she was God. kicking we off. We were in the back of, the, of his car just like, oh my God. And we felt so bad. Um, I just guess, you know, when people are messing us around, they're messing him around as well. And he was getting angry. And, and he he wouldn't be afraid of confrontation. Like, you yeah. could tell our Sam had been in a couple of fights in his life. You know what I mean? He was like a... 
He was kind of like an Indian gangster in a way, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. So when he's scre- screaming on the phone with his girlfriend, I'm thinking, oh my God, he's going to fucking kill us. Yeah, like- <laughs> I know. I thought he's going to, yeah, because he's done us so many favours. But then, yeah, a couple of hours later, he called me up and he, he just called me up and said, yeah, my girlfriend broke up with me. And I was like, oh, oh my, God. my God. We felt so terrible because he spent so much time with us and it was yeah. literally Valentine's Day. He didn't get Day. back in time. That was what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. He must have been messed around and he got back really late. And I don't know if he booked a hotel with her or something and oh, I just don't know I did feel so bad didn't we go out and buy her a little bag and yeah. I was like give me the phone like let me speak to her and I'll tell her what's happened and oh we were just we were in pieces weren't we so we went out and bought her a little bag didn't we yeah I don't know if you ever gave it to her but so so what we'd done with Sam is we'd gone to this fella I'll say his name because he was a proper knobhead shaboom shaboom she flipping bum. He was the bane of our lives in Delhi. So we'd gone with Sam and, and put a deposit down with Shabum on this rickshaw that we'd seen and we test drove. That's right, yeah. And so we go back the next day and the rickshaw is not there. So Shabum, um, little chubby fella, quite cute if he wasn't such a knobhead. <laughs> um, you know, also, you know, really like business-like. You know... You'd ask him a question and he'd think about the answer and you'd be like, answer me. Like, just answer me normal. Like, stop trying to think of a, an excuse or something. He was proper, like, annoying, wasn't he? It's just he, like, just, you couldn't trust him. Do you know what the most annoying thing he did was? What? When you would ask him a question, he'd look at you and then he'd just turn around and start talking to someone else. Yeah. Oh, my he, God. He would ignore me a lot, which used to rile me up big time. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, Shabum was the owner of a... I guess a dealership, but all of his... He wasn't in a showroom and they weren't brand new. So we were we were like, cool, this this could work. So yeah, what did we test? How old was it? It was. It turned out it was 18 years old. Oh, that's right. So we were out and about and he was calling us up and yeah, we found out it, this rickshaw was ancient. Yeah. Um, and he wanted silly money for it as well, didn't he? Yeah. He, he, he wanted... Um, I think he wanted like... 1500 quid for it right yeah so so again we were like at this point we're like right we're we're losing out on a trip we were almost two weeks in now you we went through the motions didn't we some days i was like really sad others i was just like lost thinking this isn't gonna happen and other days i was like i'm gonna fucking batter this shibum <laughs> he's having it if he doesn't come up with the goods today i'm gonna hit him so yeah it was, it was tough so then a couple of weird things happened. So day 13, which is ironic because people say that's an unlucky number. Yeah. This day was like both amazing and terrifying. So it was the wrestling day. Okay, cool. I love the wrestling day. It was good. Maybe so, not the evening. No. So we ended up... Um, so these are all stories we haven't actually told on on our vlogs, aren't they? They're all kind of like behind the scenes kind of thing. The wrestling was on the vlog, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the evenings kind of antics. Yeah. Which is what? Did someone try and break into our room? Oh, yeah, shit. You ever forget about that one, did you? That didn't happen just once, Greg. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay, carry on with you and we'll get there. So, yeah, so we basically, Amy ended up being a host of this wrestling match in this bit of mud in, in this random park, which was class. I would have fought, but I don't think women do that in India. So, <laughs> as a Craig, that beast there, he's asking for people to fight i was like get in there even if it's just for the vlog like you'll be fine but he wouldn't do it so yeah i ended up blessing the match i'm sure i was in the local newspaper i had my photo taken yeah, and everything. 
<laughs> with a pair of dungarees on, like in a backwards cap. <laughs> they must have thought, who is this child? <laughs> but that was great fun. Um, and then was it the same day we, we did the, the, we ended up at a funeral accident as well? No. No. I had different dungarees on that day, see. <laughs> so yeah, that same day we had this guy, I've forgotten his name, v- Vcast. Vcast. So we didn't really know where the wrestling was. So we um, were asking on the street and we came um, we came across this guy called Vcast who was lovely. And he showed us where it was. Like, he won't just, nobody will just tell you, they will take you there. So he took us there, which was, it was only around the corner. Um, but then we spent ended up spending the whole day with him. He would be like, I have a rickshaw, I can take you here, I can take you there. And we kind of, we felt a little bit bad because we weren't, we didn't want to say no. But then we had other stuff planned that we wanted to do. But we, we went with him anyway, didn't we? We ended up at a bloody bridge that <laughs> he was just like, it's new. And we were like, oh, wicked in the clash <laughs> when we wanted to go somewhere for the sunset. But, um, but yes, Craig, we did, we did end up at a funeral. Um, would you like to, to to say how that all came about? So yeah, we we heard about this place um, where you could take a boat ride and there's loads of birds. I'm not quite sure why you wanted to go. To be well, honest. they flock around you, and I think we were thinking Instagram vibes. Yeah, and I wrote in my diary: got paid to go on a boat ride to feed birds, and then they shat on us. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty accurate. But yeah, whilst we were on the boat, I thought they were putting food in the water for the. For the birds, turns out it was the the fella's mum. Yeah, is her ashes. <laughs> so, so like we got there, and then all of a sudden, people started shouting, and then a bunch of men came over, and it seemed like they were waiting for us to come before they got on the boat. And I thought, oh, I don't know, maybe they can't afford a boat ride on their own, or they want to share the price. So we all got on, um, and then yeah, you know, we were vlogging, we had the camera and everything, and uh, yeah, you thought what they'd had in the bag was like. Um, bird food or fish food and they were emptying it over the side of the boat so craig's got his camera like literally filming it like over the guy's heads um waiting for all these birds to come or whatever and then they start praying um and we think oh well what's going on here then and then i think we realized that isn't bird food that is well turned out to be the guy's mum's ashes um but i think they'd waited for us to come on the boat because we were seen as good luck is that right I think so. We were back and forth with Shabum. We put a deposit down with our mate Sam, dodgy Sam, uh, and he was supposed to come with us to go back because um, the rickshaw apparently was there. Um, and he didn't show up on this particular day. And this is mad. I don't know if you remember this. I'm not sure. But I, I, I spoke to him the next day and he said the reason he wasn't there was that his friend's dad died. And I was like, oh my God, what happened? That's terrible. He was like, he was robbed of his gold and slow poisoned. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, that, so they use this poison that kills you really slowly. So basically he was robbed, forced to drink poison. And then he was in hospital for five days and then he died. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just like, what are we in the middle of? Yeah, that, it, well, I think I was so like gobsmacked and lost for words. And I was just like, who would do that? Like what? Yeah. What? He, he must have like owned the mafia, or you know, he must have been within bad circles for yeah. something like that to happen. You know, and then that just sort of concreted our our thoughts on Sam and thinking, oh, he's got some bad circles. Yeah, I know. Like even though he was doing us favors, we were a little bit like, 
I feel like we're painting a bad picture. There was brilliant stuff in between all this. Like the food we eaten in Delhi was incredible. Oh we had some God. wicked experiences, but in amongst all of that was all this like drama. weird drama. Like day two in the hostel, somebody like stamped up the stairs and like tried to open our room. There was commotion downstairs, wasn't there? That was the second time. The oh, first right. time that someone just tried to walk in. Yeah. And then the second time was even more terrifying. It sounded like two people in the reception kicking Fighting. off at each other. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they they were storming up the stairs. And then they were like really tried to open our, our door. Like they were co- going to come in aggressively. And this is like three o'clock in the morning. So we're sat up like, what the fuck? And we're like, because of all this with the slow poison and you know just all the gold that um sam wore and everything and we just knew we we just thought it was a bit scary we didn't want to just open the door and be like who's trying to get in so we're sat there like terrified on the beds thinking are they trying to rob us because they know we've got cameras and drones and all this stuff and we're just everything's going through our heads what could it be and i think the next morning then we went down and asked the owner who who kindly put us up and was helping us with everything, let's call him Bill. So we asked Bill, we're like, what was going on last night? No, no, sorry, we saw Sam first, didn't we? Mm. And we were like, Sam, what happened last night? Someone tried to get into our room. Because we did have trust with him, though, didn't we? Yeah. We never thought it was him, mm. but it may have been somebody he came, he'd had a run-in with or something. Mm. And he was like, oh, it was just Bill. It was just the owner. Yeah. And I was like, oh, righto. But then we're thinking, why on earth would he try and get into our room? He's got his own room in that hostel. Yeah. And then we saw Bill. And I'm like, Bill, uh, Sam said that you're trying to get into our room last night. And he goes, no, that wasn't me. And then we're like, well, what on earth? Like, yeah, and why it was would you left say that? that. Like, yeah. We do not know who it was. And it happened more than once, I know. And, you know, that hostel's really big. There's a lot of rooms. And we were just in a private room on, like, the second yeah. floor. And we'd moved as well. Yeah, so we th- moved. it was like, it was almost like they knew exactly what room we were in. Yeah. Um, and and the, the the weirdest part was that he wouldn't check the CCTV. No, we said that, didn't we? Yeah. We'd check it. And he was like, oh, it's fine. It's... Yeah. Oh, no, he did say, yeah, I'll check it later or whatever. But that would be it then. You'd never hear anything, you yeah. know? And we're, you know, we're British. We're very polite. And it's, you don't want to go, oh, Bill, did you check that CCTV? You know, we just kind of left it. Yeah. We've got no closure, Craig. <laughs> we could have been murdered. I know. We'd never even know. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, it was just mad. It was just all part of the madness. We were just in it at that point and we were just like but think of how much of like a mind like mess that is a mind mess a mind mess for us we were like heart bothered like you know as soon as you get to india you have indian food and then it's not as hygienic as your normal food so although you don't have deli belly you got the runs anyway just that's just standard so we had all of that and just yeah it was just such a mind mess with all, all kinds of thoughts. Are we going to do this? Are we going to find one? Oh, I can't even I can't even describe it. <laughs> so whilst all this craziness is going on, room break-ins, poisonings, robberies, funerals, we're still trying to get a rickshaw. And at, at this point, we'd sacked your bum off. We'd gone there. Well, Sam got, went there for us and got our money back because we, we gave right. him a deposit. Uh, even though he did take... He took a percentage for his time, and I was thinking, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> he didn't do anything. After like, the poison, took... I was like, tick what you want, Sam. <laughs> As it happens in Delhi, you, you randomly bump into people, and you and you sort of tell them naively what you're doing. And then they go, oh, I've got a mate who's got a rickshaw for sale. 
So we were walking down the street one day, almost at our wit's end, like, right, what are we going to do? We have to fly down south. That's it. We were going to fly down south, weren't yeah. we? To pick one up easy and, and do it the opposite way. Yeah. And um, so this fella takes us to, um, to his mate's shop. And we met this guy. I can't remember his name, but he was the dodgest out of all of them. And he was giving us all the Indian time frames. He wanted us to pay him £100 to get in a taxi to go and see a rickshaw. And we like, right, it's the 21st century. You've got FaceTime. Yeah. FaceTime your man. Let's have a look at this rickshaw. We were on it, weren't we? We yeah. were like proper Indian businessmen by then. We weren't taking <laughs> no shit. He was he like, ring him. You. He, he hated you. He would say anything you. and we'd go, ring him. Well, message him now. How much? No. Yeah. No. You know, we were very stern. We it changed us as people, yeah. Craig. We were horrible. Yeah, we did get nasty. But, we, you know, we just didn't take any rubbish. So, um, it turns out that he did FaceTime his mate after a painful conversation. We were like, just ring him. There's no point in us getting in a taxi for an hour. Just call him. Let me just say we look like, you know, Jafar. Yeah, he did look like Jafar. You look just like him. And you <laughs> yeah. can't trust Jafar. I couldn't trust this guy as far as I could throw him. I no. know I know we couldn't. Yeah, he just got bad vibes So we were like, because we've been carted all over India trying to find a rickshaw, and he was telling us, oh, go here, but it would have cost like £100 to get a taxi there, what he would have charged. Yeah. We were like, don't be so stupid. Like, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> just ring him. So then, yeah, if you've seen the the series then you would have seen the video clip but basically he's facetiming this fella turns out you have to start the rickshaw with a rope <laughs> you have to tie a rope underneath the engine yank it and pull it like a lawnmower like and a then, petrol lawnmower and then when it started it was like Wee! it did it sounded like a terrified pig so uh, we sacked that guy off we were literally like time. are you mad and he goes no no he was like that's just the sound of the audio i've got an old phone and i was like stop it now stop it that is the sound of the rickshaw i can hear it with my own eyes and i think he knew then because i think he did start smiling at the end and i was like you're a little scammer so we left that place too <laughs> yeah so after all the mess around it was actually day 16 we we made the decision we were like right we can either just end up buying a shit one because there's another thing I skipped over. When we put the deposit down with Shaboom, Sam, there was a note saying Sam was going to get illegal papers for us. That's <laughs> right. Sure. Oh, yeah. We should have mentioned this a lot earlier, but it's not actually legal for me and Craig to buy a rickshaw in India. You have to put it under somebody else's name. John. Vinny. Yeah, Vinny. We Vinny love was, Vinny. We're yeah. going to use his real name. He's a bloody brilliant person. He reminds me of like... Like a granddad, but he's not that old. Yeah, he's but he's like, just so kind. He's like and... a re- really nice Indian uncle. Yeah, he calls me every now and again. He can't even speak English that well, yeah. but he just like calls me up. He's like, "Hello, Mister Craig." Yeah, and I, Craig's like, "Oh, Vinny rang me last night." I'm like, "Shut up, today." <laughs> he does always ring, but yeah. So our rickshaw went in Vinny's name. However, you did sign some things, and it did say. Yeah, we had like had... insurance, and it said that like even though he it was in his name, we you were like illegal. legal to drive it. Yeah. And... We saw we went to like some lawyer or something. Um, I don't know where we were taken, but <laughs> yeah. we signed whatever we were given. And <laughs> but yeah, Vinny sorted it all out. The little champion. Yeah. Um. So we'd gone this whole time as well without actually getting sick. We'd eaten a lot of street food. We'd mm-hmm. eaten in restaurants, but it was literally day seventeen where the first bout of Delhi belly hit, it, in and it Delhi. hit me. And it hit me hard. I was like a super soaker. Oh my god! I was squirting out butter. It was Stop it. not nice at all. 
And it was like the most painful like belly I've ever had. It was just like, it almost feels like someone's pumped your belly up, like yeah. a bike pump. Yeah. And it feels like Crampy. so swollen and cramped. It was horrible. So yeah, we had to, I had to slowly get over that. And then we went back to, yeah, we went back to the showroom and we just bought one. I think we'd, we'd add on, we'd add enough. We yeah. were at our last tether. Is that what they say? Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, we just thought, we've got no time. What was this? Day 17, did you say? Day 16. Day yeah. 16. And we were like, we got to get going. Well, we're not going to be able to drive that rickshaw comfortably, which we wish it wasn't comfortable anyway, <laughs> in the time we had. We would do, We ended up doing very long drives, didn't we? Yeah, like mad, mad yeah. drives. But yeah, so we were taken back to the bloody showroom. We... Now, the showroom was great. I did love the showroom. And it was funny because we could have just bought it on day one. Did but... you test drive it on day one? Yeah, on day one, it was amazing. They took we us out. We had that little guy. Yeah, he, he was, was so, so cute. cute. He had a friendliest little face. And he showed us how to drive the rickshaw. Yeah. And, and so... We could have bought it then, but we if if we had if we had we would have missed that three weeks mental of, course, yeah. all, of all those stories. I know. And so yeah, we went back and and we bought it. We we kind of um, got them down a bit on the price, and we ended up paying two thousand pound. But it was literally pounds, yeah. they took the plastic off it. It was brand yeah. spanking new. Yeah. And they changed the color of the roof for us and yeah, put he, extra seats in. He asked us if we wanted extra, didn't he? So we got what was she called? A- an Ape City Piaggio. Rickshaw, yeah. Yeah. auto rickshaw, and she so four this, stroke it was four stroke, which is better than a two stroke. Mm. So she, which is like faster, is it or more? I more think go. so. It's like geared. She's bought top forty five miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, absolute beast, mate, absolute beast. <laughs> so um, the standard petrol tank size in there is like three liters, and obviously you have to just keep on filling them up because we was doing such a long drive. What did we... It was a 30-litre one. Yes, we yeah. upgraded to 30 litres. So they, like, botch-jobbed a, a petrol tank in the in the back. Yes, very illegal. Which was, like, super handy. But it was CNG as well, so you could put gas in it, which was, like, super cheap. Yeah, it was, like, a pound to fill up the gas, and it took you far, didn't it? Mm. So, yeah, we were so excited to get her, and they... um To say thank you, like, they were buzzing as well. I don't know if they just go and sell them like that or if they lease them or on finance or whatever, but they were buzzing. They were super happy. And the funniest part was um, the whole chocolate pie thing. Yeah. So they they ran out to get us chocolate pie and then we had loads of photos and then, you know, of him, like, presenting us with this chocolate pie in front of the rickshaw. We were loving it. It was so funny. We waited about 25 minutes and we were like, where's your man? Where's Where's he he gone? gone? And he said, hold on, hold on, we have something for you. And then he came back with this pie and we had about 40 (laughs) photos with everyone. It was so funny. So good. You can't write that stuff, honestly. That's probably one of my favourite photos of our travels ever. Yeah. He's like... Pretended to shake your hand and give you a chocolate pie as well. <laughs> like, like Formula One or something, I just won. <laughs> so funny. Uh, and that was our story on how we got our little rickshaw. Yeah, so that's condensed as well. Like there's, I could read every page and there'd be a story on it, but they were the, yeah. the highlights. They were the craziest and funniest things that happened. Yeah. Um, that set the tone, didn't it? It really it, did. It did, but it, it did kind of change as we got more south and everything, but... Yeah, I mean, take yourself to Delhi for two weeks and just see what happens. You will have stories for your grandchildren for days. Yeah, it is a mad place. And I just think I love that. I think that's what travelling is for me. It's just it's expecting 
not expecting the unexpected. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I just love it when stuff happens and the amount of people we met and just how lovely the Indian people were mm. when they weren't trying to rip you off. Yeah, yeah, but If you yeah. know that, if you know the culture, if you know what's going on, you're very switched on to it. Yeah, because you know? it, it takes a minute and it's the same in every country you go to. You have to tune in to like who... It's weird. It's almost like you pick up the vibe yeah. of the people. Because like on day one, there was a guy chatting to me as well. And this wasn't the scone guy. It was another guy. And he was like super friendly. And he was like talking about his family and stuff. And then he was like, oh, come with me to this hotel for a buffet. And I was like, oh, this is obviously a scam. Yeah, I mean, we're a little bit switched on because we've done like Asia and we've traveled a bit before. So. Yeah, but even that guy got me. But then yeah. but then you know then because you hear that scam again mm-hmm, and again. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy who wants to take yeah. you to a buffet. Yeah, and we, we did. We, we got a bit... A bit horrible, didn't we? Because we were just like, yeah. anybody that would want to talk to us then, we'd be like, no, thank you. Even if they were legit and they yeah. were just like, oh, I just want to talk to you. It was tricky because even though you can pick up the scammers, yeah, sometimes you kind of shun the people who are nice. Yeah. So, yeah. It's but tough, though. It is yeah. tough. Because it happens so much. Like, the street we were on was like a, a really busy commercial shopping street, wasn't it? Mm. Obviously, hawkers are there. You've got all the scammers on that street, so... We go out and within 20 minutes, probably five scams would have happened to us yeah. if we weren't aware of them, you know? Mm. So you do, you just build up this like hard wall against everybody. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as you're outside of Delhi, things change big time, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain spots, but um, what an experience though. Like yeah. as far as our travels go, I think that three weeks in, in Delhi was like living 10 lifetimes. It, honestly, like the wrinkles and grey hair we'd have had after that. <laughs> I, I think I was ready to go home yeah. for the rickshaw and I think, oh, I don't actually want to do it now. <laughs> but the buzz, like we didn't really talk about the buzz when we got that rickshaw. Oh, we were flying. Oh my God. Absolutely flying. We test drove it as well. So I, the streets that we've been walking up and down on, we were driving around those streets uh-huh. in this rickshaw. Uh-huh. And I don't know how I... Like, it took me a while to pick it up, but it was just like... We'll talk about that on the next one. Yeah, well, this is still Delhi, isn't it? It's, yeah. You know, when we were just driving around the yeah, streets. Yeah, just testing it. It was terrifying. I like, know, it was. Just think of what we did, though, and how, like, how many people said that you can't do it. Yeah. I know it was n- near physically impossible, <laughs> yeah. but, like, we had so much help from pe- from people. I'm glad we had those contacts, you know? Mm. If, you, if we didn't have them, we'd be nowhere. Yeah. And, you, you know we we couldn't afford that rickshaw but by paying that much money we'd saved by staying in that hostel anyway so we'd saved that much money mm-hmm. and the food was super cheap and we just well it wasn't that much money but yeah. we saved some money yeah yeah and that we just have to do the rest of the trip really like on a budget yeah but yeah it worked out it worked out really well it was mad so are we gonna say about the documentary yes 50 minutes if you followed our series, what we're actually doing at the moment is we're piecing together a brand new documentary yeah. with some behind the scenes stuff that we haven't previously showed and like little extracts like this. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing. So it's going to take a little while, but hopefully it might even be out in the next couple of weeks, depending on how fast we can work on it. But yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for that. No, it's going to be a fantastic documentary. This, this series is one of our best. I, I love it. And like, we've had such a good response from it as well because of all of the above that happened, you know? Mm. I can't wait to, to really sit down and, and tell the stories from behind the scenes in this documentary. Mm. It's going to be fab. It's going to be wicked. So yeah. I got two facts here just to finish it off. 
Okay. So there are more births in India every year than the total population of Australia. Wow. There's Whoa. 27 million babies born every year in India. Shut up. As a, Actually. As a comparison, there are only 23 million people in the whole of Australia. <laughs> How mental is that? I, I can't quite. I don't, I don't believe it. <laughs> it's true. It's the most densely populated country on the planet. I know. Even though it's not the biggest. Like, uh, and, and we found that out on the roads. Like, you can pull up in a forest next to a tree and a guy will be like, selfie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, we'll get to the selfies later. <laughs> uh, another fact here. If the tracks of the Indian railways were to be laid out, they would circle the earth 1.5 times. Wow. How mad is that? Indians love their, like, trains and their metro systems, don't they? Mm. You don't even understand. They're so, like, proud of them, which they should be. Yeah. Ah, oh, crazy. Madness. What a place. I think we'll be back one day. Um, I think you still need some time. I still, I'm still trying to process it. But I'm, I'm ready. If anyone wants to take me just as, like, a friend, <laughs> then I'll come with you. I'll show you the best spots. I'll help you buy a rickshaw. <laughs> So in the next episode, we're going to be moving on to uh, actually getting on the road and some more stories and some more diary extracts. Sounds good to me. You in? I'm in. Thanks for having me. So thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you haven't already, press subscribe or leave us a review and uh, just tell us what you thought. You know, drop us a DM, slide in our DMs, whatever you like. Definitely try and leave a review though, because they always do help. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Always remember, no matter what you're doing in life, no matter where you want to travel, even if it isn't India, you take that step, you book that plane, you make those choices and always rule your own worlds. One, two, three. Bye! Bye.